Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 569. I have not achieved it yet, but I have full focus on one thing, and that is forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost jumpstarter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Wade Kawasaki. Wade, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I sure am, Mark. I'm really looking forward to it. Awesome. Great to have you here. Wade Kawasaki is the president and chief operating officer of the Coker Group, overseeing 12 Coker Group brands and six operating companies. The Coker Group is a family of brands that includes the Coker Tire Company and many other companies that offer products to automotive enthusiasts in the automotive marketplace. Wade is also the founder and CEO of Exports International, an exports management company, specializing in wholesale distribution of American-made automotive specialty aftermarket products. And he's also the chair-elect for SEMA, the Specialty Equipment Market Association Board of Directors. And next year, you'll become their chairman. Congratulations for that. Wade, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little bit more about your career and, of course, your passion for automobiles? Well, I'll tell you, Mark, after listening to that introduction, I'm, I'm, I'm tired already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much more that I could share, just except for the fact that, you know, I'm a car guy. I, I grew up in Southern California, was fortunate enough to do a bunch of drag racing. And, you know, I, I owed these speed shops a whole lot more money than I had and end up, uh, ended up with a career in, uh, career in the automotive aftermarket and really have not had any other job, uh, since. So it, it's been a great ride. It, it's been exciting and, uh, you know, just just have a great passion for the automobile. Well, obviously, do you do? And you know, I've been attending SEMA now for twenty five. I think this will be my twenty sixth year in a row going to that event. And as you know, and being such an integral part of it, it is the consummate place to go for car guys once a year if you're dealing in aftermarket. I did that for many years, selling products and so forth. So I'm really excited to have you here and learn more about you, learn more about how you do what you do and move through our questions. So let me start by asking you for a success quote. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success, and it's a really nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Wade, take the wheel. Great. Okay. Well, I think if, for those of you that know me, and, and Mark, you know me a little bit, you know that 
I am a Christian and a follower of Christ. So, you know, really what I, I've based uh, a lot of, especially my professional career around, is Philippians 3.13. And, and basically what that says is that, no, brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it yet, but I will focus on one thing, and that is forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. And, and you know, that's really been an important verse in my life, something uh, that my mom taught me many, many years ago. Because it really reminds me that that I still have a lot to learn and that I really need to approach each situation in a a spirit of discovery. And I tell our folks here all the time that their primary job is to seek to understand first Mm. before they seek to be understood. And and, uh, that verse really draws me to that. It also reminds me that, you know, to learn lessons from my past mistakes, but not let those past situations dictate, you know, what I'm going to be in my future. And besides, you know, people's bad behavior or arguments or anything that we get involved in like that, that should never shape our response and more importantly, uh, not shape our future. And that's really been my my mantra of moving both businesses and nonprofits forward. Well, I love that. And I love that for many reasons. One is talked uh, a little bit of a quote there from Stephen Covey, his seven habits of highly effective Mm -hmm. people, which is a huge fan. Habit number five, I believe it is. And that is to listen first before you speak. And learn something I've tried to practice in my life and teach my children. And the other one is always looking forward. There's a great quote by the late, great F1 champion, Ayrton Senna. The past is just data. I only see the future. I don't know if you've heard that quote by him, but I have it on my business card. I think it's so important to always be looking down the road. And you said you were a drag racer. The whole idea behind racing is always looking way down the road. And it's the same in business and life, right? Yep. And that's the only way you can slow a racetrack down. And that's the only way you can slow business down is if you're really focused on that horizon. uh, I'll tell you, it makes your decision making and makes things come at you a whole lot slower. Absolutely. Would you share a story with us that instigated your passion for cars? Is there a pivotal moment when you look back in your life when you said to yourself, "Uh oh, I'm a car guy? Yeah, I, you know, I, I would I, I would guess that it would actually go back to, you know, when I was really young. I think in around 10 or 11, my, my father owned a, a little corner gas station in downtown L.A. And, you know, uh, back then, you know, that was, you know, in the in the early 70s and all the muscle cars were out there. And, you know, those were full service gas stations. And so I would check the air and the tires and look at the tire and wheel combinations on all these cars. I get to open the hood and check the oil on on, you know, whether it's a, you know, SF396 or a 454 LS6 engines. I mean, it was really an education and it really burned that passion for those cars into me. And, you know, to this day, you know, you got to love those muscle cars. Well, you grew up in SoCal. So did I. I grew up down the San Diego area. Yeah, there were so many cool cars, but LA was the hotbed of hot cars. So uh, there was a lot of fortune there of helping your dad with that gas station and seeing all those cool cars come through. I would love to take a look at the roads you've driven down and crawl under the hood, get our hands a little dirty here, and have you share with our listeners a huge challenge or even better, a big failure that you've faced along the way in your career. The best part of this, though, has to do with how did you overcome that situation and what did it teach you? So take us to that painful moment, walk us through it, but then take us out of it how you moved on. 
<laughs> you know what? I, I've got a lot of examples of failure in business. I mean, I, I think that's as, as the my inspirational saying goes. I mean, I, I really think, uh, you know, being able to, you know, forget those particular situations, but really learn lessons from that mm-hmm. and uh, be able to use that as you move forward is important. But gosh, I think one of my, my biggest public failures uh, was, as, as you mentioned in the intro, I'm, I was uh, elected SEMA chairman of the board. I'm serving as chairman of the board elect right now. And then in 2017, I'll be chairman of the board. But that, you know, that wasn't the case six years ago. And six years ago, I also ran uh, for chairman of the board then mm-hmm. and uh, or six years before I got elected this time and failed at that. And, you know, it was a it was a very public failure. It was uh, a campaign that, uh, you know, that I, I tried my best and I tried to put my best foot forward. But, uh, you know, it just wasn't to be. And, you know, I, I still remember very vividly, you know, getting that call from Chris Kirsten saying, you know, hey, I wait, I'm sorry, but uh, you didn't get elected uh, to oh, serve. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it was it was really it was really a tough time. And mm-hmm. uh, although it's a volunteer position and it, it's, you know, when it's something connected to something that you're so passionate about, like this automotive in- industry, and you really wanted to serve and, and be able to do that, it was a tough loss. How did you move out of that and come back? Because obviously you didn't give up. You came back and here we sit today. Yeah, no, you know, I, I think I really learned a very important lesson then. And that was, you know, really not to take myself too seriously. Mm. And I really need to take what I do seriously and, and how we serve, but not to take myself too seriously. So, you know, kind of put my got my tail out from between my legs, continued <laughs> yeah. uh, to work as a volunteer within Seaman and, of course, uh, within our industry. And then, uh, you know, in, in, the hind, in the 2020 view of hindsight now, that would have been really a tough time to me to serve and be a real good chairman of the board. Mm. Uh, you know, I didn't have the staff around me uh, to be able to support that endeavor as well as I do now here at the Coker Group. So really, it, it ended up being the best for me. It ended up being the best for the association. And, and hopefully, I will be able to serve in a much more effective way. Oh, yeah. You know, my, my wife comes to mind here. We've been married 33 years. And one of the things she tells me whenever I don't achieve a goal I want, she said, you know, you may may have ducked a bullet you didn't even know about. Yeah. And, <laughs> And I think that's the case in this one. So I'm very proud that you came back and now is the right time for you to serve. I think you're going to be awesome in that position, no doubt in my mind. And it's such an important position and uh, really happy that that you stuck with it and came back and did that. So I can't wait to see what happens starting next year. Let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment. I think you've probably had many because, my goodness, you oversee a large number of groups. You have another business. I'm sure you have a lot of other things going on, but is there a time in your life, in your career, when those headlights came on and kind of illuminated your way for a new direction? If you could tell us the steps you took to turn your aha moment into a success, that would be great. Sure. I think, you know, looking back, as you said, there's a bunch of aha moments, but but I think one of the key and pivotal ones for me is, you know, Rose and I, uh, back in 1986, started Exports International. I basically gave her my savings account booklet. It was a little passport booklet back then and said, oh, yeah. hey, honey, you're going to have to make this last a year because we're not going to make any money. And, you know, she ended up having to make it last two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was tough. We used to go grocery shopping in my mom's pantry. I, I remember that very vividly. And uh, after two years at, at home and struggling and, uh, you know, just struggling to try to make ends meet, we got to that place where we really decided that, you know what, it's just not only about hard work. You know, we really need to work smarter than this. And so, you know, stepped out in faith and got that first building. 
uh, hired our first staff. And uh, really, really, that aha moment was to be able to really say that, you know what, it's going to take a team to get this done. If it's hmm. just about what I can do on my own, it really isn't that fruitful, and, and it also isn't that rewarding. And so we brought a team together. Those folks just gelled, and and uh, you know it was a wonderful experience. And that really escalated Exports International, the company it was. We went from me working there by myself with uh, with my with my wife Rose helping me part time, you know, to fifteen employees and and, and to three different buildings wow. in a matter of five years. Oh, my gosh. Well, congratulations. You know, there's a lot of listeners out there in my audience with Cars Yeah that are entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, sidepreneurs, people starting businesses that are sitting there by themselves every day going, man, how am I going to make this happen? So a story like that is extremely inspirational. If there's one takeaway from that experience that you can share, I know you talked about surrounding yourself with the right team. I've always believed we are the culmination of the people we surround ourselves. But if there's one takeaway you can throw out for those listeners out there that are struggling with that same thing right Right now, what would it be? I, I think it's just that. I, I think not only having an internal team that you can work with, but also an external team. The mm-hmm. one phenomenal thing I found out about this industry, and whether it was you know drag racing or, or once I got into business, is there are tons of people out there that will help you, and all you got to do is ask. So <laughs> grab yourself some great business mentors, and, and you'd be surprised how much they you know they'll be willing to help. Ah, great advice. Well, let's talk a little bit about a proudest business moment. I would assume you've had many, but is there one in particular that stands out that you'd like to share with us? Well, I, I think, you know, I, I shared one of my biggest failures was, was uh, losing that election. So I guess one of right. my proudest moments was last year when I when I actually won that election and, mm-hmm. and be serving as a SEMA chairman of the board. Uh, that was a, a pretty special thing for me, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Can you share with our listeners that may be not as familiar with SEMA what that will entail, what you'll be responsible for? Sure. The Special Equipment Market Association, or SEMA, is a lot more than just a great world-class trade show. It's also a trade association, and because it is a trade association, it's run and managed uh, by a board of directors. That board of directors, I was first elected to that way back in, in 1996, the person that leads that board of directors is the chairman of the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently, that's Doug Evans, and uh, Doug is a phenomenal mind and was with Hot Rod Magazine and, and 10 for a number of years and, and now uh, is a senior VP at Lucan Communications and, and is still in that uh, marketing role, is uh, producing great TV and TV shows, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what we do. Awesome. Well, again, like I said before, I look forward to you taking the uh, the helm there and uh, seeing what we can do here at SEMA. It's an absolutely fantastic show. And for those listeners out there that don't know a lot about it, go to the website. The plethora of information and help that you can get there if you're working in the automotive field is just phenomenal. It's absolutely spectacular. Wait, I'd love for you to share a little bit more about what you'll be doing as uh, the chairman at SEMA and explain a little bit more of what they can offer people. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate that opportunity. SEMA is a special equipment market association, and it represents a $36 billion automotive aftermarket. Most of you will be very familiar with the SEMA show, and, and that's a world-class trade show in Las Vegas, Nevada. 150,000 trade only, so it's not open to the public. Uh, participants in that, and you know, the Wall Street Journal called it the world's largest gathering of small, or the U.S.'s largest gathering of small businesses. So, for the business entrepreneur, it's absolutely the place to be in, kind of the hub of the automotive aftermarket. But actually, SEMA is a lot more than that because it is a trade association. So, we and our mantra for SEMA 
is to help our members succeed and prosper. And the way that we do that is to be able to do things as an association that each individual small business member of SEMA cannot do on their own. So we offer political advocacy with our Washington, D.C. office. We have SEMA Garage, uh, which is run by our friend Mike Spagnola, that is helping companies be in compliant with uh, executive orders, EOs, from the CARB, which is becoming more and more important. And, uh, you know, we have an international department there that helps our members get connected with international customers. And just a host of more of things that are available. And you know, as you said earlier, check that out, SEMA.org, and, and you'll really learn a lot more about SEMA. Let's have a little bit of fun, Wade. I want to go back in time here and have you share your first really special car with me and maybe share a memory you have with that vehicle. Mark, I got to tell you, my very first special car was my very first car, and that was a 1964 Chevrolet El Camino. Nice. Great car. You know, it... It, uh, you know, as I told you, I was working at my dad's gas station. I was 15 years old, and that car came in with a blown head gasket. The owner chose not to fix it. I made a deal with him. I told him that, you know, hey, I'll give you $200 for that car. <laughs> cool. And uh, after a bunch of back and forth, he, he agreed to that. And I said, oh, by the way, I need to pay you $20 a week because I don't have $200. <laughs> <laughs> uh, since he was a friend of my dad's, he, he went ahead and did that. Uh, yeah. Put a new head gasket on and had to impatiently wait until my 16th birthday, and I got my driver's license to be able to drive for the first time. Oh, cool. What fun. What fun. Yeah, the El Camino is such a cool car, special car. So uh, that was pretty nice of your friend's dad. I got a my first car kind of the same way. A guy in our street owned a Chevy dealership in San Diego, City Chevrolet, and he called me and said, hey, you know, I've got this car you might be interested in. And I'm thinking, ooh, Camaro, Corvette. We get down there, and it's a old Chevy Nova that was belonged to an old old lady. But you know what? It was my first car. So, Oh, nice. Yeah. Now, how about seller's remorse? Is there a vehicle you've let go that you really wish you had back in your garage? You know what? Uh, there there certainly is. I'll, I'll say I had a 1971 911T uh, oh. Porsche. Oh, uh, yes. Of course, that was, you know, the last year of, uh, you know, the triple carburetors and yeah. I mean, just a, a great sounding car, great running car. And it's funny, you know, we decided, uh, my wife and I decided to put it up for sale to clean out some room in the garage and expand upon our collection in some other places. And we were on a tour to the MIDI, to the historic oh. vehicle races in, yeah. in Atlanta. And uh, we drove the car uh, down there. And as we're driving the car down there, my wife just looked at me and said, you know what? We really shouldn't sell this car. It's just mm -hmm. too fun. Yeah. So I said, okay, well, we've got the sign on it already. And you know, unless we get an off offer on it for full price, we're just not going to sell it. Yeah. And of course, like all other comments <laughs> like that, within the first five minutes of it being there, it sold. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. You and I share something. I had a 72S that I let go to help uh, finance some college education for the children. And yeah, that's the car. My wife said the same thing. You really shouldn't sell it. And I said, well, you know, and one thing led to another and there it goes. But uh, <laughs> those though, those old long hood 911s are awesome. And of course, they now, are. now the prices have just gone skyrocketed on them. So, yeah. well, let's talk about today and tomorrow. Tell me a little bit about what you're doing at the Coker Group. What's new and exciting and has you really excited and fired up? Yeah, you know, you know, we are very blessed. Business is, is very good. Uh, you know, we continue to innovate and, and come up with new things, you know, not only supplying original equipment style tires and I mean, all the way back to, to brass era cars, 
but also innovating. And, and uh, we had come out a couple of years ago with a SEMA new product of the year in the tire category. Mm-hmm. And that was our American Classic Bias Ply Look Radial Tire. Well, we got a tire that, just like you said, looked exactly like a bias ply tire. It was built in a bias ply mold that was built using mm-hmm. radial construction. So you got all the looks benefit of a bias, of a belted tire or a bias ply tire, and then all the performance benefit of a radial tire. So it's things like that that are able to kind of keep us on the cutting edge. You know, since uh, we have a lot of times we have to sell wheels with those tires, doesn't now even the muscle car era cars, they're 50, 60 years old. Right. And so after the acquisition of both specialty wheel and, and wheel Ventiques, it's allowed us to be able to provide our customers with mounted, balanced, nitrogen filled wheels and tires right to their door. Uh, you know, for those, those of us who collect cars and have old cars, that's a dream come true because when you have an old car and you can't find the right tires, it just wrecks the whole thing. You know, it yeah. just doesn't look right. So, and what are some of the other businesses that you oversee? Not only Coker Tire, but what are some of the other companies? Well, yeah, besides the Coker Tire and our, and our wheel companies, which are, are tied to that, we also own the Great Ray, uh, which is a time endurance rally that lasts for nine days going across country. This last uh, Great Race, which just finished up, started in San Rafael, California, and wormed its way through the Lincoln Highway all the way to Moline, Illinois. Corky Coker actually runs the whole race. He's our a guy that is at every stop and does all of our TV stuff. But uh, I love it. It's a it's a great race. It's got a hundred fifty thousand dollar total prize purse, so wow. it, it's pretty important. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's awesome. I follow it for years. So fantastic. All right. Well, this is a very introspective question. It kind of reveals how you feel about yourself. If Wade was a car, what kind of car would Wade be, and why? <laughs> Wow, that's a that's a great question. You know, I, I think I would be the new 2017 Ford GT. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think it's a perfect blend of that kind of modern, cutting edge, you know, state of the art. Uh-huh. But still, it's a classic. It's kind of a throwback to the old Ford GT oh, yeah. uh, that was so successful and, and that we've been reminded of at uh, this year's Le Mans. Oh, yes. And, and that's what I kind of think of myself, too. Is I, I'd, I'd love to, uh, and I'm a student of being modern and cutting edge, uh, but still in that kind of that classic shell. Ah, very nice. Were well, you the first one of those? So uh, congratulations for that. Okay. <laughs> I loved it when they came out with the first Ford GT, of course, and the iconic original GT40. But yeah, this new one is is quite spectacular. I can't get I wait to get a chance to get behind the wheel. I've just got to find the right friend who has one. So yeah, I'll keep looking. Well, wait up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's cars. Yeah, sponsors. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimball.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Wade, we're back, and we're entering the last lap. And this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? I'm ready. Okay. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? 
you know, honestly, and it's going to sound kind of canned, but it was to get involved in SEMA. <laughs> yes. When we first started the company and, and we were struggling to get going and really needed some help, I got that advice, got involved, and it's really been a big benefit for a young company. Ah, fantastic. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? Yeah, that'd be one I learned from my dad and, and that you got to work hard. You, know, yes. <laughs> you, you can be smart, you can be talented, but if you're not willing to put in the time and the perspiration, uh, nothing's going to happen for you. You know, my dad taught me that when I was young. He said, look, you may not be as smart as the next guy, but if you can outwork him, you'll do well. And he always used to say, get to work before the boss and don't leave till after the boss leaves. So Absolutely. Always work for me, working hard. I think his uh, Texas farm roots, well, that's where that hard work ethic came from. Do you have a resource that you think the Cars Yow listeners would really enjoy? Yeah, I do. And, and, you know, you mentioned it earlier, and that is SEMA.org. Yes. It is a phenomenal resource. And whether you're an enthusiast, a passionate enthusiast, or whether you're in business, SEMA.org has just got a plethora of information. For the enthusiasts, it's got links to the SEMA Action Network, which is a great enthusiast network. So check out the site. And, and even if you've been a member of SEMA for a while, check out the site. Explore around. I think you'd be really surprised what you'd find. Oh, there is so much stuff there. I keep finding things all the time. It's just uh, absolutely phenomenal. So I'm glad you said that. kind of thought you would, but I'm sure glad you did. (laughs) (laughs) Would you share a book that you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy reading? You know, I'll tell you, I'm an avid reader. Uh, That's something that I I actually do a lot. And and I'll tell you, it'd be hard to pick one book. Yes. Uh, you know, long tail marketing is a great book. There's a lot of great books out there. John Maxwell is a phenomenal author. His uh, latest book, Jumpstart Your Growth, great book for an entrepreneur. So if you kind of want to take your business to the next level, that's a great read. Yeah, all of his books. He's come out with so many. So uh, fantastic oh, yeah. reference there. Well, listeners, you can find links to all these great resources Wade's been so kind to share on his very own show notes page at carsyad.com slash Wade Kawasaki. There's also a great place on the Cars yeah! website called Guest Recommended Books, where this book and the past 567 books are listed for quick, easy clicks to buy. All right, Wade, we are up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a real doozy for a car guy. If you could have only one collector car in your garage, you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with, so <laughs> if you're going to pick that GTO, you're going to have to live with it. But money's no object. I'm going to buy you whatever you'd like. What would that one vehicle be and why? Well, I'll say because if it were just one car that I, I would have, it would be that, that 1964 El Camino that, that I told you that uh, was my first car. I just got so many great memories out of that car. And just as happens as it happened, I still actually own that car. Oh, it my is, gosh. Uh, in a in a thousand pieces uh, <laughs> at the paint shop. And once it gets back from there, my son and I, uh, that's our next project to put that back together again. Oh, lucky you. Well, you know, I have very few guests here who actually have the car they want to have, their dream car. So I'm so happy for you that you have it. I'm so happy for me because I don't have to go out and buy you that GTO. That's uh, it. So it saves me a few bucks. I will buy you a set of uh, vintage correct tires. I know just the place to go. There's a little place called Coker Tire out there somewhere that I think you've heard of. So at least I could buy you a set of tires. But how fun. What color are you going to paint that El Camino? You know, I'm going to paint the original uh, light blue. And, and you know what? Nice. I, for the life of me, I, I've known every paint coat of every Chevrolet I've had, but I don't know it on that one. 
Well, you know, I mentioned I had a I had a 67 Chevy Nova as my first car, and it was a light metallic blue. So maybe they shared colors. I don't know, 64, 67. Those are pretty close, but nice colors. I call my car the Mobile Wave because I had surf racks on the top and would take all my buddies surfing because it had back seats we could all fit into. Well, I'm really excited. I can't wait for you to share pictures of that car, and it's really great you're doing that with your son as well. I understand your son, Tim, works in the automotive industry too, right? Absolutely. He's the materials manager at one of our companies, Wheel Antiques, out in Southern California. And he also, as his father likes on, he is active in SEMA and on the Young Executives Network. And he just got uh, elected to their select committee. Oh, congratulations. Well, maybe you can make an introduction. I could have him as a guest here in Cars. Yeah, I think that'd be That sounds cool. great. I'm really proud of that young man. Yeah, I'm sure you are. I can tell in your voice. And I've had plenty of father and son uh, duos here on Cars. Yeah, so I think that would be great. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and the Coker Group? Well, the best way to learn about the Coker Group is to go to cokertire.com, and uh, you can take a look at all of our product offerings there. Uh, we've got a whole team of tire experts here. If you want to ask any questions, you want to talk about your next project, uh, you know, we'd love to chat with you. Fantastic. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to everything Wade has shared on his own show notes page at carsyad.com. Just type Wade in the search bar, and that page will pop up. I've been a customer of Coker Tire for many years. I bought tires from you guys to put on my older cars. I've never been disappointed. They're absolutely fantastic. They just set the car off right. If you like to keep things original or even if you're doing something custom, resto mod or hot rod, whatever, they've got what you need. So check it out on Wade show notes page. Check out the website and have some fun. Wade, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. All righty. Hey, Mark, thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity to be on the show and to be able to share a few things with your listeners. And uh, I really look forward to seeing you at the SEMA show. Absolutely. The pleasure's been all mine. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!